Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Sunday, the NFL on CBS features the Chiefs taking on the Titans or an NFC encounter between the Lions and Bears, all beginning with JB and the guys in the NFL today at noon Eastern. 9 Pacific on CBS. Our toll-free line, 855-2124-CBS, brought to you by Geico. Great news, you can save a bunch of money if you just, you know, go to geico.com and switch over to Geico. You can save 15 minutes of your uh, time and 15% if you just go do what Carver I did. He saved a ton of money. He's very happy. All right, there you go. Uh, Rick Kamla is back on NBA radio, we're very excited for him, um, and that's what he should be doing, NBA, uh, front and center, all the time, every time. Uh, 60% of the time, it works every time. I got to tell you, I'm just glad the guy's doing NBA rack uh, permanently. How you doing, Rick? Scott, I'm great, man. I'm blessed. Uh, what, what can I say? Uh, just an unbelievable opportunity with NBA radio uh, on SiriusXM. Super happy to be there. Um, hosting a show with Antonio Daniels. Um, 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Uh, it's an unbelievable chair. I'm proud to have it. I'm blessed to have it, man. What do you want to talk about tonight, Scotty? Well, a lot of stuff. Uh, I got to tell you, how about that uh, run uh, the Lakers went on tonight at the start of the fourth quarter in Chicago to bury uh, the Bulls? And uh, this team's won, what, six in a row? They look pretty good. I think uh, Davis has made the difference, and I don't believe for one minute he's going to play for the Bulls. Um, look, I, I think I think he made a mistake in, in the comments. I think he got too comfortable. I think he played to the crowd, and I think he forgot that I'm mic'd up and there's video rolling here, and this is going to make headlines. Like, anything I say is going to make headlines. I play with LeBron. I play for the purple and gold. I'm a free agent this summer. Um, to me, you've got to have a little bit better awareness. And uh, on NBA radio today, I worked with Sam Mitchell. Sam disagreed with me. He thought that, that AD, like, what is he supposed to say? He's in Chicago. Uh, and and I, I, I just thought he should have been a little bit more careful um, knowing the media ramifications of leaving the door open, saying that it's a possibility that he plays for the Bulls in the offseason um, or, or signs with them in the offseason. I'm with you. I don't think it's going to happen. I just think AD um, um, should have handled that, that uh, press situation better um, with, with the kids from his alma mater uh, there in Chicago. Leaving that aside for a moment, because the Lakers came out tonight. First of all, Anthony Davis really struggled tonight. Um, he had uh, a couple of really cool plays late in the game, uh, including an alley-oop from LeBron James, like one of those from-the-hip joints. Uh, I believe it was even off a of pick-and-roll. But, Scott, the run you're talking about was 29-4, to okay? And, and people driving around maybe, be, oh, it's the Bulls, and they're young, and they can't hold a lead. And that's partially true. But this was brute force by the Lakers. This was refused to lose by the Lakers, um, led by LeBron James, who had his third consecutive triple-double. Scott, he's playing with force that I have not seen 
since the Cleveland days, right? And that was only a couple of years ago, but we did not see that last year. It was a go-through-the-motion season with with a team that he knew wasn't going to go anywhere, uh, ended up shutting it down late in the season. He is re-energized. He's back into ring mode right now. It's really fun to watch, but that was a gut check, man. They were down 18 or 20 points in that first half, and Chicago was doing everything they wanted on the offensive end. And L.A. started cranking up the defense in the second half. LeBron got the offense going, and they got their sixth straight win. Do you think, because, uh, like, I watched, you know, the Clippers. Uh, I've, I've seen them play several times. And, I, you know, I saw them beat the Lakers. But, you know, I got to be honest with you. Since they beat the Lakers, I actually, I think the Lakers have played a lot better than the Clippers. The Clippers have had their problems. And now, I guess, what, tomorrow they're going to sit Kawhi against uh, against the Bucks, like against Giannis, like are you kidding me? Load management a week into the season, the guy needs a rest already. Well, look, I I, I don't like it at all. Uh, I do not like it at all. Uh, we'll be talking about that tomorrow. I can promise you that. Uh, David Fisdale's my new favorite coach in the NBA because you uh, you're there in New York. You follow the NBA. Uh, he was getting queried about R.J. Barrett um, playing too many minutes, and oh wow, quite a load on him and. He's like, man, we got to stop it with this load management crap. Uh, you know, hopefully that soundbite is like made the, the rounds uh, all around the nation, man, because I'm with that. Look, Scott, if, if Paul George coming back from two shoulder surgeries wants to take a night off, I get it. If Porzingis wants to take a night off coming off ACL surgery, I get it. DeJounte Murray in San Antonio, I get it. Russ Westbrook the other night, last night against Memphis, took the night off. They got the win anyway. He had knee surgery in the offseason. If you got cut, and you want to load manage, I get it. Kawhi did not get cut. He had a healthy offseason, comes off a chip, right? And, and now he's t- – he's, so is this just the way he's going to roll for the rest of his career? Like, anytime there's a back-to-back, he's going to take one end of it off? And, and Buzz Killishly, Scotty, it's, it's big games, right? Wednesday night at Utah, right. ESPN joint. He takes that one off. They get stomped by 20. Guess what? He, he takes tomorrow night off against the Bucks, who are suddenly rolling after a little bit of a murky start. They're going to get run again. And it's a dangerous game, man, because this is the Western Conference, and, and every win is crucial. Like, it's going to be like 57, 56, 55 wins is probably going to win the West. And guess what? If you have 50 wins, 49 wins, or 51 wins, you may be in that 5-8 to eight group and on the road to start a playoff series. So it's a dangerous game, and I don't like it. Who in their right mind, honestly, like, could you at least take off a night when you're when you got a crappy game? Like, why would you take off a night with a game that good? Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. Um, and look, we know Doc Rivers. He's an unbelievably competitive guy, and and he's saying all the right things. And I don't want to climb into his brain and put him on front street or anything like that. But like, it's just it, Scott. Look. Last year, the Toronto Raptors didn't have a choice. Even if they didn't like him taking off 22 games, um, and I don't believe they were all load management games, but most of them were. He missed 22 games last year. I believe there were 17-5 and five in those games. Um, but in, and so they won a championship, right? But, but what Toronto had was Kawhi Leonard for one year. The Clippers have him for two years plus an option year, which he'll probably opt out of. Uh, but they still have zero leverage with this guy, none. Um, even though they've doubled up, you know, the, the tenure that Kawhi is going to have with them relative to Toronto. Um, it's, it's perplexing, man. It, it's, it, it, I'm not a fan of it, Scott. I'm really not. I mean, because Bucks and Clippers, you see the promos on TV, you're like, ooh, 
I'm going to go get a six-pack of beer. Right. I'm going to get some popcorn. I can't wait for this ball game. And it just, it just totally saps the energy and enthusiasm out of that game for many um, if Kawhi Leonard's not playing. No doubt. Uh, Rick Camel, NBA Radio, with us on the bench. How about Trey Young comes back from the uh, you know ankle the other day. Now, tonight, he drops uh, 29 and 13 dimes on the Spurs, and they win. Meanwhile, uh, his you know running mate there, his vice president, uh, Collins, uh, you know, he's toast now. 25-game ban for taking a supplement that uh, is illegal or something. He, he's busted now. That really – I think that really hurts the Hawks. But Trey Young's a badass. He is, man. Um, look, I, I picked the Hawks to get the eighth seed in the East. Um, probably a little ahead of schedule with that. Although um, – and I'm not putting anybody on blast. Their public opinions. Uh, Sam Mitchell, who I worked with today, had the Hawks at the eighth seed. Isaiah Thomas, um, the great Hall of Fame analyst with NBA TV, he had the Hawks today. Look, <clears throat> I know they beat the Spurs tonight, and it was a really, really good win, and Trey Young was spectacular. He had one point in the first half, one. He had 28 in the second half. But what I love, Scott, was, was he had eight dimes in the first half of that game. He was getting Parker off. He was getting Reddish off. He was making sure that all of these guys that have to step up with John Collins out we're eating and getting comfortable and finding a rhythm. And then he took over in the second half. It was like very Chris Paul of him, right? Um, but just a spectacular game. He, he almost virtually single-handedly beat the San Antonio Spurs. It was splash three after splash three after Magic Johnson dime. Um, he's playing at an all-star level right now, but the Hawks are going to have to get a win total such that the coaches and the players um, look at Trey as an all-star. Uh, but the, 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 look, John Collins is a really, really good dude. I know him. Um, I've spent time with him. He's a get it guy. Uh, I'm not sure if this, you, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming that it was an honest mistake. I don't know that for sure. Uh, but, but he'll get past this. But it's a hit, Scott. This may, in fact, keep the Hawks from making the playoffs, right? If they go 10 and 15 over this stretch or 7 and 18 over this 25 game stretch, that's it. It's a wrap. Uh, but if they can hang in there and hover around 500 for, this, for these 25 games, get him back then I think they could make the playoffs. But this is a big uh, big hit to the Hawks for sure. How is it that the uh, Hornets tonight shot 42 free throws and the Pacers got seven free throws in that overtime game that the Hornets won? That That has got to be the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in an NBA game <laughs> that, that one team got 42, the other team got seven. Like, honestly, how crooked are the refs? Well, hold on. I'm not going down Seriously. that road. I mean, uh, honestly. I honestly. I, I I watched that game, Scott, and here's the thing. Um, I can't say that every call was perfect, all right? But, but what I can tell you is you had Terry Rozier and, mo most importantly, Devontae Graham putting their heads down and getting to the rim. Um, and there was, there was more activity from Charlotte than there was from Indiana. Indiana tonight was without Miles Turner, without DeMontis Sabonis. So they didn't have their two interior guys that, that are magnets for flesh that draw a lot of fouls. Um, you had, you know, a lot of jump shots from Brogdon, a lot of jump shots from Lamb. Um, and so, you know, to your point, I mean, uh, on the box score, it looks crazy. Uh, but but I, I thought it was a fairly officiated game and, and a hell of a game at that. And, and uh, the Charlotte Hornets are four and three, man. Time to break them up. Honestly, though, how now if you're you're going to tell me that a team shoots 42 free throws and the other team shoots seven, I'm going to I'm going to guess that the team that shot 42 is going to win by 15. They won by two in overtime. How can a team go to overtime and it's a, a two point game, 122-120, and one team shot 42, the other team shot seven? I don't care what you say. That is a horrible 
job of refing in an NBA game, in a game that tight, how does one team go 35 more than the other team at the line? That's insanity. What do you think of um, Kyrie so far with the Nets? Oh, my God, is he playing well. Um, the thing is, it's not resulting. Like, it's every game comes down to a coin flip, right? Coin flip lost to Minnesota in overtime. Coin flip lost to Memphis. He gets stuffed by Morant at the end of regulation. Uh, they end up losing in overtime. Uh, then there are other times when he's exhilarating and he gets it done. You know, uh, uh, beating <clears throat> the Houston Rockets uh, last Friday night. Then he comes back and has a triple-double and a loss to Detroit. Um, it, it's, a, it's a dangerous game, but this is the state of the Nets right now. They don't have Kevin Durant. So it, it's, it's uh, Kyrie Irving and Joe Harris and Karis LeVert, you know, to a lesser degree. And then, you know, Jared Allen and these other guys against the world. Um, I, I can tell you what, what Kyrie needs to do. Uh, because he did this on Friday night and it resulted in a win. He had double-digit assists. To me, that's the, that's the most important number for the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie can score at will at any time. But if he's getting all of the other guys involved in scoring, A, that helps you, you know, on the offensive end. It's going to also create more enthusiasm for those players on the defensive end and overall make the thing work. So he's going to have to sacrifice shots a little bit for playmaking for me if, if the Nets want to get – four games over 500, five, six, seven games over 500, and make the playoffs. Because right now it's teetering, man. Uh, they're basically a 500 team. And if Kyrie Irving keeps playing this way, where it's like, you know, 35 points in five dimes, and it's the Kyrie show, and he's got teammates standing around watching, um, it's going to be dicey for this team to make the playoffs. What do you think of uh, what Monty's doing in the desert and how Devin Booker's looked? Oh, my God. Uh, watching that game last night, uh, just absolutely loving what the Phoenix Suns are doing. Um, and, and I like that you brought up Monty Williams because, I mean, it has been a coaching carousel, right? There's been dysfunctionality, instability. And now you've got Monty Williams. The, the, he's an OG, commands respect in any room that he is in. You cannot find one single person around the NBA to say a bad word about that guy. He's got a big brain on his shoulders. He's a leader of men. And he's organized uh, a really talented team that was talented last year but couldn't win because they weren't organized. Also, uh, Devin Booker's in better shape, Scott. He, he's, he doesn't have the full coat of armor yet. He's not rocked up, but he's getting there. <clears throat> and uh, um, I just like the vibe of Devin Booker right now. He's talking trash to the opponent. He's leading his team. He's like he's talking the whole time. I mean, that, that's what it's all about. It's about communication and, and about enforcing your presence and enforcing your will against the opponent and, and on that basketball court. And last night, it was like, hell no. I know you're the big, bad Philadelphia 76ers, but this is my court, and you're not beating me. And he got bucket after bucket, dropped 40 points on 15 of 19 from the field. Are you freaking kidding me? And we got to give a lot of credit to Ricky Rubio as well, uh, was the MVP of the FIBA World Cup, leading Spain to a gold medal, flirted with a triple-double last night, and, and his addition has been huge to that team. Yeah, no doubt. He can still ball. I, I, that guy's got game. He can drop uh, dimes and make buckets and, and get teams points in a hurry. I still like his game. Last question, Rick Kamla. Uh, LaMelo Ball, what are you guys saying on NBA radio about his uh, soaring stock uh, for the NBA draft? Uh, not a thing, man. It's way too early. Um, I've seen headlines. Uh, one of the ESPN talent evaluators is saying he's the top talent in the draft. Um, that may be true. Uh, I tried to watch college hoops tonight, Scotty. I tried. I tried. I couldn't do it. I watched the first half of the Duke game. Come on. And was, was 
It wasn't doing it for me, bro. I had good games going on. I had Pacers, Hornets. I had, uh, you know, Hawks, Spurs. I'm in NBA mode. You know, it's first night of college hoops. You got, you know, what, what, two against four and one against three or whatever the hell it was. But you got all these uh, brand-name teams, all these great coaches and all these great players. I'm just not there yet. I'm really not. Typically for me, Scott, college hoops starts to, to get on my radar a little bit um, in January when the conference season starts. And then after the Super Bowl, um, when you've got like open Saturdays and open Sundays, and, and then I watch a little bit of college ball. I'm just not there yet, man. But um, the, the reports are good on LaMelo Ball. So we, we may have another ball in the NBA. Yeah, and how do you think his uh, brother is doing in New Orleans? I saw him hit a three last night. I almost fell over. Yeah, I mean, the, the shot has improved. It's different. Um, it's more refined. It's not as much, you know, if you're driving around in your car right now, like like put your right hand like way over to the left side of your body and then try to shoot a jump shot from that spot. And by the way, when you put your right hand on your left side of your body, put it down by your waist and then try to get the ball up at your forehead to shoot a shot. It was a crazy, stupid, whack jump shot. And, and they've, they've refined it a little bit. It's still not where it needs to be but it's better. But what I like is, is Scott, it's the Jason Kidd game. It, it's the rebounds, the assists, the steals, um, the floor game stuff, the savvy stuff, you know, tapping a ball that's going out of bounds to a teammate and leading to a run out to the other end. Um, that, that, that cerebral athletic stuff. I mean, let's not forget, this is a guy that can really get off the floor with great lateral movement and all that kind of stuff. Um, he is who he is. He's never going to be a big-time scorer in the NBA. He's kind of Rubio-ish. He's kind of poor man's Jason Kiddish, but uh, but he's been good for New Orleans so far. Yeah, no doubt. Great stuff tonight, uh, and always love talking rag with you. I got to tell you that, uh, you know, I'm glad for you on the gig you got on NBA Radio, 1 o'clock to 4 every day on NBA Radio on Sirius XM, and um, I'm very disappointed in you because uh, I, I like uh, all basketball. I like NBA, I like college rack, I like high school rack, I play seven days a week, I got no time for this, you don't like watching college basketball, so go, <laughs> go have one of those cheap Schlitz beers you were talking about, and, and go to bed, you femme. I'm not interested in someone that doesn't like watching rack, uh, you just pro only, that's too much for me to handle, I, I'll watch girls play, I'll watch anybody play, I watch my daughter chucking threes in the driveway, so uh, you lose with all that, I don't like college basketball nonsense. Rick, thanks for coming on the bench, buddy. All right, dude. Have a good one. All right, Rick Campbell, NBA Radio on the bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4227 to get on the bench. The Player of the Week is brought to you by Granger. Let's take a look at the one who got it done this week. It's Christian McCaffrey of the Panthers, 146 yards on the ground, two rushing touchdowns, and a receiving touchdown in their 30-20 to win over the Titans. A big win for the Panthers and Christian McCaffrey, the player of the week, brought to you by Granger. Granger's got your back. When it comes to the safety and industrial supplies that keep your facility running, get what you need when you need it at Granger.com. All right. So uh, this game now is Kentucky 36 32 over Michigan State. Second half, 15 and a half left at the Garden in New York. So I don't know. Rick Campbell said he doesn't like watching college basketball. That's not what he said. He said he doesn't like watching it in November and December, which I completely agree with him on. So, 
So you, you, these stupid games tonight do nothing for you? That's crazy. That you guys are crazy. That, games mean nothing. That's insanity. They don't mean anything. What do you mean they don't mean anything? It means nothing. All four of these teams are going to play in the, March. The two great games. Two, you know, four good teams uh, to tip off the season. I mean, uh, you know, the season's uh, too long. The season's too long. College basketball season's too long. But they play what thirty-five games or something in that stretch. Just, if even, they go, even the way how long it's stretched out, uh, it just starting the first week in November, when the games don't really matter until mid-January, when you get into the conference schedule and things like that, it's just it's tough. And everybody makes the tournament. It's you know, it. it, it I can understand. You got to be a Really big hoop junkie to be into this. Now, you know, the bottom line is is that's, you know, it's not true that uh, everybody makes the tournament. The fact of the matter is they give away so many uh, guaranteed, uh, you know, uh, conferences, you know, they get an automatic bid uh, that all these little small schools that win these small conferences get an automatic bid. And when it's all said and done, the at-large bids, there's not that many of them. There really isn't. So you have to play well the whole season. Uh, to get in, you start getting around 18, 19 wins. That's it. You're not going to get in. I mean, you got to have more than that. And I don't think, uh, you know, I, I just don't agree that uh, great, you know, matchups. I don't care who it is, when it is. I don't care what month it is. If you got two heavyweights going at it, four blue bloods, two heavyweights playing against each other. Uh, to me, it's no different than the holiday tournaments in Maui or wherever else. If there's great teams playing great teams. It's good basketball. That's that's all there is to it. There's, you know, I don't care when they start the season. I, I'm surprised that the, you know, college basketball starts after the NBA. I would think that they should, you know, basically start at the same time, but I don't think it really matters. But I don't, uh, you know, I like watching good games no matter when it is. I mean, and, and I agree with him when football ends. Uh, I get it when, you know, football's over. And, you know, you're sitting there on a Saturday and a Sunday and all you have left is uh, college basketball and the NBA. Because on Saturday afternoon, they won't show NBA games. They'll show them on Sunday afternoon. Right, they still go primetime for Saturday night. And Saturday night primetime, Sunday afternoon, they got games at like, what, 3.30 or something and 6 o'clock, something like that. I, I won't deny, you know, when the football season ends, it's it's uh, it can be – a little boring, you know, when you're you get one or two good games on the weekend, and, and you know that they show. Other than you know, there's a lot of games, and they only show a couple good ones. It can be a little uh, deflating. Like you could go out and do things with your family or whatever, and and not and not miss anything. I don't think it, that you're going to be, you know, have a gun to your uh, head uh, because you're not watching a college basketball game on a Saturday or a Sunday. But when I'm in here doing shows, if there's a good game like this on, uh, this Kentucky-Michigan State game, despite how ugly they've been shooting, uh, I'm interested in watching it. I, I like watching good games every night. I don't care what night it is. I don't care what month it is either. A good game, I'll watch it every 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 day of the week. What about you? I think it's tough to get into in November because there's so much going on. I think it would be perfect if they moved it back a month and went December. Once college football ends, it takes over, you know, just picks up the baton and goes. The problem with that is they got to give them time off for finals in December, like that one week where they really don't play much. They do it again later in the season. So because of that time off of them being actual students and letting them take these tests that they can't, then they have to stretch the season out. 
but it's tough in November to get into early when you still got, you know, the really clutch situation of college football. Like this month is what matters most for college football in these playoffs. Well, I mean, uh, what would you rather watch? Uh, You'd rather watch Mac football tonight or would you rather watch this basketball game? Well, this, of course. Okay, and what, would you, ra- what, and, and what would you rather watch uh, if, if there's, like, if it's not Monday night or Thursday night and there's no NFL on, uh, what would you rather watch, this game or some NHL game? Like, I'm watching the uh, Sharks and Blackhawks right now, and I'm not as interested in, in that as I am that college basketball game. Right, but for every game you get like this where it's, like, the two top teams matching up, you get another one where it's Villanova playing Army and they're blowing them out well, by four. I understand that, but I'm not talking about crap games. I'm talking about – I've been sitting here talking about great right, games. Right, but you don't get a lot of these I'm in the early going. two great four blue blood, highly ranked top five teams playing, and you guys both say they suck. These games suck. You guys are high. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. If you haven't signed up for PharrellOnTheBench.com already, you must be an idiot. I mean, honestly, uh, my fifth week in nine weeks where I was in the 70 percentile in NFL bets, I hit 70% for the week. I went 5-0-1 in my top six plays, 9-4-1 in spreads. It's my fifth week in the 70s. I've had a 79, a 77, two 71s, and a 70. It's insane. College football for the week, 66% of my bets hit. I hit my top five plays and six of my top seven. Why haven't you signed up yet for PharrellOnTheBench.com? All I do is make people money. Hide the money from your wife. It's very important. Kentucky now 54 to 41. Just a second ago, literally, uh, like a minute ago, it was 45 41, and they went on a uh, 9 0 run. I mean, just the fastest 9 0 run you ever saw. So they were up four, now they're up big 54 41 over Michigan State. Number one against number two, playing at the Garden in New York. Mike in Mobile, Alabama, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Man, how you doing, man? What's shaking, Mike? Hey, man, I'm a Roll Tide fan for real. And they brought out them top four today, and I just got one thing to say. They can do that, the vote, but Alabama going to take care of everything else. We're going to steamroll everybody else we play. So they're saying we play a soft schedule. We're going to treat everybody the same way. We're going to blow through them. And watch how we, if anybody don't take, Alabama this week, they're going to lose their money. And I'm going to tell you like this, roll, tie, roll, man. All right, I think that sums it up. He's completely on Alabama's D, okay? So there you go. Congratulations. Uh, but you really gave us a lot of insight there into the, you know, status of how they're doing and where they're going. I mean, they're just going to kill everyone, and it's just a walk in the park. Doesn't matter. It's over. So does it, it – why even watch this Saturday is kind of what – Don't even watch. And then the national Mike's championship's saying. a done deal. Look, I, I get Mike's – SEC championship done deal. I get the Bama fan is going to be, uh, you know, they think that they should always be at the top, right? I mean, even though they got their ass beat by Clemson last year in that championship game, they think they should always be at the top level. Even after they get like, their ass like, cooked. Like, they haven't lost a game this year. So as far as they're concerned, nobody should be – Above them in any kind of a poll Ever. or anything, uh, you know, uh, on internet poll, college football playoff poll, AP poll, co- coach poll, it doesn't matter. They should never be underneath the one spot. 
look, uh, if your team's as good as you think they are, you got nothing to worry about because the dopey poll that they put out tonight. What are they, third? Yeah, the dopey poll that they put out tonight, It doesn't. tonight doesn't put you into the playoff, okay? It was just the first of so many. guess what? You've got big games coming. It starts this Saturday. Go beat LSU. And then you'll be, trust me, you beat LSU on Saturday, you'll be back at the top of this phantom pole that means nothing until the real one, okay? John in Maryland. Hey, what's up, Pharrell? Hey, dude. Hey, could I get a shot of Hennessy? Shot of Henny, check out. Ooh. Hey, man, I appreciate that. Good luck. Hey, um, I wanted to ask, hey, I agree with you. I think college basketball is, is I think it's great, and I'm excited for the games tonight. Uh, what do you think about Maryland? I know they're a perennial choker, you know, or underachiever, but they are number seven and they got some talented pieces. Do you think they could make any noise this year? I mean, uh, I think they're, you know, it's a, you know, it's definitely a basketball school. I've I've had this conversation many times. Uh, I think that they, you know, are a lot better in basketball than they are in football. Football, they're embarrassing. But in basketball, they always seem to get involved. So, yeah, I think they'll uh, make the usual noise that they make. And I just saw them, like, uh, don't they have, like, I don't know, did they play tonight or did they have a big game tonight or tomorrow, something like that? They played tonight. Did they? They won tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, they played Holy Cross. They yeah. They so, didn't cover the spread, but yeah, but it is what it is. I'm not talking about, like, so when I talk about all these games that I was talking about with uh, these guys in here, was I'm talking about big games. I'm talking about, because, you know, uh, Mafia brought up Army or something. I, I'm not talking about those games. I'm not talking about the Maryland game tonight with Holy Cross. Uh, obviously, uh, Captain Obvious, you, you know that all the mismatch, blowout, early season games that they throw at us, Indiana, Western, Illinois, I mean, they're a joke. There's there's no getting around that. I, I'm talking about... You know, one and two, three and four going at it in the garden in New York is, to me, compelling. And I think that, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, You know, for what I saw tonight in terms of sports that, uh, you know, I, I get it when Kamala said the, the Charlotte-Indiana game was an overtime game was better, but... There's no one on the face of the earth that wants to watch the Charlotte Hornets play the Indiana Pacers, okay? So, I, in, in my opinion, uh, that the, these two games in college basketball tonight were better than any game, including the Lakers-Bulls, and certainly better than any hockey game. There's, like, uh, you can say whatever you want about, because we all like hockey in here, but the facts remain uh, that, you know, the like, I'm watching the Sharks and Blackhawks right now, and I, I'm the I'm the only person in America watching that game. There, no one's watching that game. Uh, everyone's watching the basketball. So the college basketball, those two big games tonight at the Garden, is is the featured dinner entree of the night in America on television. I guarantee it, and I guarantee you they beat the NHL's ass. And as far as I'm concerned, the NBA's ass tonight too with the crappy games they had on their docket. And I love the NBA. And I love the NHL, but I'm telling you, these two games, those two Blue Bloods playing earlier and these two going at it right now, that's what people are watching tonight. I guarantee it. Kel in Seattle. Hey, Pharrell. Yeah. Yeah, hey, uh, just uh, I wanted to make a quick point before I got to my main point. UNLV is going to fire Tony Sanchez, and a guy I think they're going to look at is that guy at Alabama, Birmingham, uh, Bill Clark. He's done an amazing job with that program since they resurrected it in 2017. 
And my question for you is, and I'll take my answer off the air, what do you, what kind of stock do you put into this uh, story that came out about the Chargers? They're not moving. Move they're not. They're London. not moving to London. There you go. They're not moving to London. And then, uh, as far as the UNLV thing goes, let's be honest here. Um, I, you know, I lived in Vegas twice, and I have not. They've literally changed football coaches how many times? Would you say like twenty? Twenty times, in my opinion, is since like nineteen. Like I was there in nineteen ninety three. I think they've changed fo- uh, football coaches probably twenty times. It doesn't matter who coaches UNLV. They're they suck in football. They're terrible. It's an atrocity. It's a joke. It does not matter if Jesus Christ was the head coach of UNLV. They would suck at football. Okay, they're horrible. No one wants to play football at UNLV. No one. No one on the face of the earth wants to play football there. The kids that play there, that are playing there right now, they're lying. They don't even want to play there either. It's a terrible football program. That's all there is to it. They've always lost. They've always sucked. They stink every year, no matter what. It doesn't matter. Every time I see UNLV play football, change the channel, run. Dive across the room to change the channel because what you're going to get is garbage. It doesn't matter if they fired a high school coach and hired a guy at uh, Birmingham. You know what I mean? What's he going to do? Better at UNLV with the trash they have playing there? They don't have any talent. That's it. Boom. No questions asked. You know, the difference is I tell it like it is. You don't like it, go to bed. That's it. Everybody in Vegas knows it's true. I live there. Don't tell me that UNLV has a football program because they don't. They barely, barely have a basketball program now. Am I wrong, Carver High? Hanging by a thread, their entire athletic department. It's not good. It's not good at all. The only thing happening in Las Vegas are the Golden Knights and the Raiders. That's it. No one cares about UNLV anything. And let me tell you something. I used to live there and go to uh, Tarkanian games, and it was the place to be. It was the deal, right? It was the it was the cat's ass. Back in the day when they played for <laughs> national championships, UNLV basketball is all that mattered. And those days are long gone, long gone. I mean, they have – what have they done in the last 15 years besides nothing? Pick their boogers. What have, what have they done in college sports? Nothing at all. Zero. Kaput. End of discussion. Am I wrong? No. No one wants to hear it. <laughs> you know what I mean? No one wants to hear the truth. <laughs> Thank God somebody tells it like it is. I mean, they really do suck at everything. They're not good at basketball anymore either, are they? They aren't. What do they do? Nothing. That's what they do. Pat in Cleveland. What's up, Pharrell? Hey. Hey, man. Oh, dude, just had to talk about the Browns a little bit here. I know you're a Steelers fan. I know you kind of rip into the Browns when you can, but, you know, you always tell it like it is. But, dude, just so disappointing watching this team play. Like, I just, I don't know if this team is ever going to win. I'm 20. I just turned 25 years old. And it's like being a diehard Browns fan, it, it's getting to the point where I feel like the older people. Like, I don't I'm just kind of like, you know, it, I just, I, ex, I expect like that they're just going to lose. I'm kind of like numb to it. Last couple of games, I haven't even watched the entire game. I've turned it off at like the third quarter because it's just like, I, I literally feel like this team would have probably two more wins if they had Hugh Jackson as their head coach. So it's like they literally hired a coach that's worse than Hugh Jackson. Is that? Am I wrong? No, 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 I don't think you're wrong. And let me tell you something. My opinion of the Browns 
it has nothing to do with the fact, I swear to God, on my mother and father's grave, that it has nothing to do with being a Steeler fan. Um, because, let's face facts, the Steelers have owned the Cleveland Browns forever. Forever. I mean, literally forever. Ben Roethlisberger has more wins in that stadium than even their own quarterbacks. They don't even have, they don't even come close to the what Roethlisberger's done there. He's owned them, right? So there's no comparison between the two teams. The Steelers have six Super Bowls. The Browns, please. They're a joke. Okay, so, and they've been a, a, a punchline for years. And they're the same thing again this year. They're two and six. They suck. They're terrible. Their quarterback's terrible. Their coach is a fat ass. He sucks too. So he got worse. He was like the big offensive coordinator last year, right? Everybody's genius. Look at him now. He looks like a complete moron running the team. I mean, does he look clueless or what? And don't blame me, as I've said a million times, that your football team is ass garbage. That's what they are. They're ass garbage. And now, uh, you know, they're not making the playoffs. They're not going anywhere. They're not going to the Super Bowl. They're going to hell in a bucket. And I hope they enjoy the ride. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.